for your fun. It's your pals, Ed and Sean, with this week's Breakdown for Part 2. It's Geekstars! And welcome to episode 147, Part 2 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Yo, 147, yo. Uh, <laughs> is that where you're from? <laughs> no. 147. One, no, was, I think it was 127 was the name of the movie. <laughs> Is it? I think so. No, it was 147. Yeah, it was 147. It had uh, Samuel L. Jackson in I think it was. And he's in everything. Well, yeah, but it's an old movie. Like, ah, uh, see, now I'm, I'm uh, 147. 147. Huh? 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 Anything? Nothing? No, come on, man. Come on, man. Come uh, on. 127? <laughs> I'm going to try a bunch of One, random numbers. Two, Fahrenheit 451? That's 127 hours. That's not it. No, <laughs> I'm telling you, it was 147. Was a what do you call it? It was a. It was a what do you call it? It uh? was nothing. <laughs> no, no, it was. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it was nothing. Damn. Nothing. I can't find it. <laughs> well, why well, you keep looking for it? No, no, I'm not going to do that because I'll be here all day going <laughs> flip, flip, flip. I'm in here somewhere. <laughs> God damn it! Shit! Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. While we're between episode two and three, when you're setting up for the next one, I'm fucking googling the shit out of that. Because <laughs> it, the shit because out of it was it. supposed to be the code for murder um, in Detroit. I think it was. It was like some sort of drama, okay. murder drama with kids and stuff. And with kids. Yeah, yeah. I think Samuel Jackson was a cop, or maybe it was. Mor- it wasn't Morgan. Maybe it was Morgan Freeman. No, Morgan Freeman was in Stand by Me. But that's, you know, but it was. You know, he could be in more than one movie, right? Yeah, I know that. But I mean, yeah, but him being in a movie about kids, and yeah, maybe I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I think we think we crack Sean. <laughs> definitely, definitely. One four seven. Excellent, excellent. Definitely, there's a movie. One four seven. Sean's broken. Definitely, 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 definitely. Oh, Ed, what's wrong? Wiggling that that thing. Yeah. Did I pop out? Yeah, you popped out, but yeah. you were you were still recording. Yeah, I can still hear myself in my head, <laughs> <laughs> and the other voices. I sounded fine. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, in part two, mm-hmm. we bring you a conversation about comic books, about how that they are not corrupting the youth of America. In fact, how it's more like improving the youth of America. That's right. As a means to that's for, what it was about. Yeah, it was about them <laughs> reading. Like it basically the article we did kind of go all over the place, but the article I think in retrospect, in a nutshell, basically said that kids read comic books good. <laughs> <laughs> that more kids, you know, reading comic books actually helps with you know um, reading skills and and actually sometimes better because they, like I said in, in the show, better moral values. Like you see a hero overcoming obstacles. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. yeah, I remember that. And then there was another second half, which I kind of forgot to <laughs> in the article. I got to pay attention more. You should. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then, then we talked about the movies that are coming out this week, and I'll be honest, with you, it's kind of a light week. Yeah, very light. Yeah. Not not much. I mean, there are a couple gems that we talk about. Um, <laughs> Kung Fu and titties. <laughs> you know, or Scooby Doo and Kiss. Yes. Um, Kung Fu and titties. I bet you, I bet you his name's actually said a different way. Yeah. Like it's more like, it's not titties, it's 
Tittles or something yeah. like that, and everyone just calls them titties. Yeah. You'll, you'll understand when you get to the show, the part of the, part of the show. Um, Shh, it's funny. It's funny. But I later. <laughs> and then I give my review of, you know, when I'm not going around saving Gotham or destroying the world or saving the world, I like to get a little 18 on the links. <laughs> you know, so I go play some golf. Yeah, that's right. So I give my review of uh, Rory McElroy's. PGA tour, and you also give another review, a secondhand review. Katsura. So yeah, so sit back, enjoy, laugh, cry, make it become a part of you, and we'll see you at the end, folks. And we're back. You're listening to Geeks Just Live on AquamanRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, iHeartRadio.com. Just try Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right. So what do you got this week, Erica? Okay, so this is actually something I posted on our page earlier this week, but I thought it was really interesting, so I'd like to talk about it. Um, a new study finds that comic books are legitimate children's literature. <laughs> okay. So All yeah, right. suck it, haters. <laughs> legitimate legitimate literature. kids' literature. All right. So there's been this perception um, for many years that comics – aren't really books. You know, they're not books. They're not as good for kids as picking up whatever the kids are reading these days. Right. Whatever the kids are reading. Instead of, instead of Spider-Man, they should be reading Shakespeare. Or yeah, or, or some shit like that. Right. Um, or Dick and Jean. So, you know, and it's it's been a genre that has kind of gotten knocked around a little bit, you know, as far as kids reading it, um, because it is very heavy on uh, imagery and on on pictures um so but a recent study has shown that yes in fact it is just as good for kids to read comics as it is for any other type of literature i, I gotta be honest i'm i'm more on the side of i think it should be more because in a, in a good comic book your hero has to overcome you know adversity mm-hmm. you know um uh, you know the ability to be the hero right like so i would think that a, any kid should be able to read it and go, uh, you know, great power comes great res- great power comes great responsibility. You know, um, if you're rich and your parents die, you become Batman. <laughs> you know, um, if you're adopted into a good family, you become Superman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if uh, if there's a horrible accident with your mom. Become a crime fighter and uh, become a criminologist, and you become the Flash. Yeah. You know, with the right, with you know, um, Aquaman. I've always said it is a very great Shakespearean story because mm-hmm. it's about you know a son coming home, trying to get thrown, blah blah blah. So there's, I mean, DC is really good because it takes all the Greek mythology mm-hmm. and turn it into a modern myth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, Fantastic Four, family. Yeah. You know, X Men. Helps people, you know, helps people who may feel like they're di- outsiders or different. Yeah. How to kind of realize that just because you're different doesn't mean you're worse. You're, mm-hmm. you're special. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, see Dick run, see Jane run. That's not going to, you know, cat and hat, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Briggs, green eggs, and ham. One of my personal favorites. I'm not really learning much of a lesson except going, except as a kid going, there's green ham. <laughs> and green eggs and I can eat that when most of them at the time is going no if it's green you don't eat it right yeah. you know? <laughs> see when I was a kid my favorite book was Harold and the Purple Crayon and actually I have a purple crayon tattoo because of that like I loved that book when I was a kid and it influenced me a lot to become an artist and you know I've read comics here and there but I didn't really start reading them until recently mm-hmm. and um, 
it's not just the you know the the sort of classical literature um, that Sean was referring to that they they touch on a lot. Mm. Um, you know, it's also the nuances of the artwork for me. Um, and I didn't realize just how nuanced it was until I saw the um, documentary on comics. And they talked about the um, issue where, uh, what is it? Um, I might get this wrong, so Sean, you might have to correct me. Where Spider-Man, uh, I think it's Gwen, is falling and he you know, shoots down the oh, saber yeah, and he grabs Gwen. her and snaps her neck. Yeah, it's Gwen. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where you have to pay attention to those little tiny, like all the little background details too, become just as important as what's in the the text bubbles. Mm -hmm. Um, So when, you know, when I read this, I was kind of like, well, fucking duh, but they... (laughs) Well, it's, 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 I'm going to say, it's the, it's the typical argument that somebody uh, either to get votes or to push an agenda where it's like, oh, you know what's bad? Comic books. You know what's bad? Like the whole look in the 60s when they talked about the, what's that book? I'm always wanting to read it. That, that book where the, the, the psychologist says, you know, like, well, Batman and Robin promote a homosexual lifestyle. It's what caused, it, what caused oh, yeah. them to do the comic code. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It, that that storyline. Actually, I was just pulling that up as okay. you were talking about. The comic Comics Code Authority was formed in 1954 by the Comics Magazine Association of America as an alternative to government regulation to allow the comics publishers to self-regulate the content of comic books in the U.S. Uh, it's co- commonly called the Comics Code. Um, lasted until the early 21st century. Many have linked CCA's formation to a series of Senate hearings and the publication of psychologist Frederick Wertheim's book, Seduction of the Innocent. That's it. Seduction I've always wanted to yeah. read that just because I wanted to hear it. Because... Like, Throughout history, you had the McCarthyism. You know, mm. everyone like the Reds. Yeah. Like, you know, people were selling each other out for communism. Again, kind of honestly, kind of mirroring our current lifestyle. Yeah. You know, proving once again that history is cylindrical. Itself, yeah. cylindrical. Yeah. Ooh, twenty-five cents. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I kind of feel like you know back then they blamed comic books. Mm. You know, and that it seems like that and video games always seem to music. be kind of like music. It's when you need the scapegoat. Let's go to one of those three things. You know, oh, God forbid if you listen to the wrong kind of music, play the wrong video game, read the wrong comic book all at the same time, you're a psychopath. Yeah. I find it interesting. Um, one of the, the um, like, every time this comes up, like, s- somebody's blaming music or video games or whatever, there's always somebody from one of those, that arena, who steps forward, like D. Snyder stepped yeah. forward with, um, was it Tippy, Tippy uh, Gore Tippy or whatever? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. yeah, the fact that he stepped forward uh, when porn was getting um, blasted, Jenna Jameson stepped forward, and they always had very well thought out, cogent arguments. Well, Marilyn Manson's the same way. Yeah. Whoever, when when um, the Columbine. Columbine happened, they pointed. Number one, you found out that they were blaming Manson. Those kids didn't even have a single Manson album in yeah. there. But when they talked to him, you, he sat down. There's a great video of him on the Bill O'Reilly show. And Bill is sitting there with his smug look like, I got this rock star, and I'm going to beat him up because look at him. Mm-hmm. And you just see Manson just kind of just beat O'Reilly in submission just by being an intelligent, mm-hmm. well-spoken Broken, individual. Right. Yeah. By going, I know what I'm doing. Like, I, like I, as much as like Lady Gaga gets like slammed, mm-hmm. I think she's super intelligent because she, is she, very, yeah. she knows how to play 
on the fears of other people. Well, they in the uh, Simpsons <laughs> episode that she did, when Ned Flanders walks over and kind of starts mocking her, and she's like, oh, you mean like, you know, all the messages that I'm I'm selling to young kids, like, love yourself and take care of yourself right. and be who you are, you know, those messages that Jesus, you know, pushed yeah. in the Bible, like... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, and it's funny because every once in a while, like a, a study comes out like this, and this, this is only part of why I found this article mm. interesting. I'll get to the other half in a minute. Mm. Um, but they've had a couple studies like this um, that dealt with either gaming, music, movies, now comics, and uh, like there was one that I think it had to do, it had to do with gamers, and I think it Dungeons um, and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons because I had a shit ton of bad press because they think it's all witchcraft. Well, yeah. I was saying there was Satan it was in the eighties and the sixty minutes there was a there was a bunch of uh, teenagers who killed themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the you know they they blamed the whole because there was a Satanism section in Dungeons and Dragons. So did what Dungeons and Dragons did to take care of this problem was they eliminated the word Damien for the whole series. So. Mm-hmm. You couldn't use it, like not even a character name. They would, they would just, ah. they would, they would say, no, that's not part of this, the, the, our, our realm. It's all about fantasy. It's all yeah. about you know elves and knights and, and that kind of thing. You don't want to, you know, promote Satanism. <laughs> you know, that's that's not what this right. game's about. And that's, but sixty minutes one, I, I have the interview, and I mean on VHS. No, actually, oh, <laughs> it's a VHS copy. He, he, he pops in, and that's what he speaks to. That's his, his <laughs> That's his porn. He finishes with Andy Rooney. He has to worry about the tracking. <laughs> no, I can never get to Andy Rooney. I'm always finished before that. Anyway, <laughs> Andy Rooney's kind of like the cigarette afterwards. Yeah, it's right. I kind of live, live there and go. He brings him down. You know what bothers me? And then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So yes, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, uh, his name's Bradley, the, the the interviewer that did it. I mean, he really believed that like Dungeons and Dragons, which is like satanic game, yeah. and how how kids should not play this game because you know. And then senators got involved. And that was the whole thing. So D and D goes, you know what? We'll we'll take care of it. We're taking the name out. We're, it's we're, a game, people. We're taking all that cultism. They they reworded it a little bit sure. because. Some groups, you know, you consider them a cult, but they're not. They're more of a of a, a, a den or a, you know, or a a, yeah. a guild now. You know, yeah, instead of a cult, they're... now it's a guild. It's a bunch of people in their fucking basements eating pizza and drinking Mountain Dew. Yes, yeah, but in the game, like the Thieves Guild, you know, yeah. that could be considered a cult, right? It's, exactly. But, you know, no, no, it's not a it's not a cult. It's a guild where people sit around in a pub and have wenches bring them mead and they. They laugh and they tell stories. And they, by wenches, they mean their mom. Yes, bringing them more Mountain and, and Dew. Then, and then they just kind of, you know, they, they talk about overthrowing the corrupt government. Yeah, you know, it's all good. It's, it's, and they ride dragons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, maybe every once in a while someone throws a fireball at somebody, but it's usually accidental. <laughs> they sneeze. They don't mean it. You know, like the eye of the beholder, the beholders, their eyes is, represents love, kindness, hope, generosity, <laughs> faithfulness, uh, righteousness, all around goodness. Uh, sure, maybe a little bad stuff here and there, but no. <laughs> yeah. Right, so what else is the article? All right. So towards the end of the article, it starts talking about how um, 
part of the the perception the the perception shift it had to do with number one the fact that when comics first started you know they they were seen as sort of a cheap entertainment yeah um you know and there were a lot of misspellings colloquialisms like they they were using you know the vernacular of the time they still right. do right um, or whatever like, time cow. it's be yeah. Cow. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was reading uh, uh, issue three of Lady Mechanica today, and it uses you know they there's a lot of German in it because there's a whole German uh, component to it, you right. know, and it's it's that steampunk sort of um, uh, setting, so it has you know it has the vernacular of that time, right. um, you know, so. They talk about how comics sort of, I guess, were kind of dinged to begin with mm -hmm. <laughs> because it was seen as sort of cheap entertainment and you know, not very well drawn. Yeah, um, it was like the, the lowest common denominator exactly. for humanity was to read a comic book. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but they've, they also started talking about how now within the last, um, I forget exactly when they said it, it started happening. Um, oh, here we go. Between 1955 and oh. the last 10 years. Last so <laughs> around the time that the Comics Code was adopted. Um, and now it has become a ver very much an adult medium. Mm -hmm. um, part of it was that the Comics Code watered down what could be sold in drugstores. Um, and also because they were slowly getting out of the affordable price range for kids. So now, I mean, the comics that I buy, um, I get gem every month. Right. And I've... Um, I've started picking up, like, Lady Mechanica, I'm actually going back to get some back issues on. But, you know, all the comics that I've bought recently are bare minimum two ninety nine to three ninety nine. Right. You know, so, mm -hmm. like, between three and four bucks an issue, mm -hmm. you know, and... I remember when they were 60 cents. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, my <laughs> uncle would take me to the uh, comic book store with them. I remember them being, like, a dollar fifty. Right. You know, so, and this was, like late 80s early 90s yeah so you know now i mean i the last well the, my last big purchase at the comic book shop was probably like a good 60 bucks oh yeah and i mean yeah i got a stack of comics for it and i haven't read through all of them yet i mean some of them are graphic novels which they also talk about that but again i'll get to that in a second but it's not cheap like you know i was actually sitting down and doing my budget this week to, to figure out like with my new car payment and you know that right. i have increased insurance now too because of it yeah um figuring out how much money i have left over and realizing how little i have left over i'm like fuck now i really gotta pay attention yeah. to what like when i go to a comic shops or even when i go to a fabric store like that's where i spend a lot of my my discretionary income i have to figure out what comics i actually want to buy well that's the thing like i i I could be swept up and I could buy like 60 comics I instantly. Cause there's so many titles out there. Mm -hmm. You're like, Oh, I know this storyline is going to be good. Or you, you pick up maybe a couple pages. Oh, you got like, sucked into a storyline and you're like, Oh, let me, see. Oh, like, like nightfall. Yeah. Like remember back when nightfall was real big when, when Bruce Wayne's back up, I, you, you got sucked in cause it was like almost a whole year. Yeah. Where the comics you had to buy it. Yeah. You know, the, a buck and a half, $2 a price. He's right. Like, and then you had to get all the arcs like, because it, it was crossover, and it's like, oh, well, look, it's, it's carrying Now over it's in and Batman and Robin. i got to yeah, get that right. issue, and yeah. i got to get, you know... The... I, I would never read, read Nightwing, but it... Oh, <laughs> oh, there's a Teen Titans one i got to pick up. Exactly. And like, that's, and that's why the last time I went, I spent $60, because I got into a conversation... This was um, at Atomic City Comics down on South Street. I got into a conversation with the guy, 
And of course, like, he's like, oh, if you liked, because I told him how I liked Fatal. He's like, oh, you'll love the Fade Out. So I go over and they had three, you know, the first three issues of the Fade Out. I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't make sense to just buy one. I might as well buy all three because if I like it, I'm going to have to come back and get it. And right now there's an office in the back going, we got one! <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, I mentioned I had bought uh, Nowhere Men. And it's a graphic novel that basically the premise is, um, what if uh, scientists were treated like rock stars? Right. And I love the like the whole science fiction melding with science fact. I love that. Um, so he was like, "Oh, if you like Nowhere Man, you'll like Pop." And if, and it was a, it was a four comic, like it was only four at, at comics. That, at that point in his eyes, her head turns into a lollipop <laughs> with a, a dollar sign with, on it. It's a sucker right across <laughs> it. It really did. So. They, and they had all four issues. So I'm like, well, I might as well buy all four issues. And then, of course, because, you know, we're standing there talking for a good 20, 30 minutes. You know, my eyes glance. I, I fucking swear I have ADD. I'm looking around going, oh, that looks interesting. <laughs> and then I saw one called The Five Fists of Science. And it's... It's got a word I like. Let me click. Let me yeah. like, so I pulled that. that. That was fucking $12 right there. And then I'm walking out and I see... He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, volumes one through three. And I'm like, oh, I might as well get those too because I watched a cartoon when I was like, and I get, I get to the register and he's ringing me up. I'm like, what did I just do? <laughs> she got roofied. <laughs> oh, and today, I don't know how the fuck I made it out of Ontario Street Comics without buying anything. That was a, I think it was only because they had no back issues of Lady Mechanica. That was another one. Well, I went to pick up Gemini Holograms. And I walked out with Gemini Holograms and Lady Mechanica and like two other comics and some stuff from yeah. my nephew. And I, yeah, the only reason I didn't buy anything was because they had no back issues of. of That's uh, why, like, I don't, I don't go back to the the X Men section anymore. Like, I'll, I'll get no, 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 I can't do it. I picked up late, last week, I think it was that X Men ninety two because it was like it was there and I happened to see mm-hmm. it and it was like right in the front. I'm like. What was the big deal about uh, X-Men 92? It was... Oh, it's because... That's right. I'm sorry. When you say X-Men 92, I'm always thinking issue 92. No, no. It's number one of, of X-Men the 92. 92. The 92 comic right. series. So I picked it up and read it. I'm like, wow, this is FNAF. You know, this is pretty good. Zip! You know. Just when I thought it was out. They <laughs> pulled me back in. in. Right. <laughs> but it's just like, now anymore, like, because my wife still reads the Buffy comics. She's up to yeah. season 10. I'll just walk up, grab the Buffy, go to the register, and look. No, put look. the blinders on. I'm just, I'm just picking up this comic and going. Because yeah. if if I do, I'm, I end up like with three or four extra issues like in my hands. Like it's like, how did this happen? Like, I know. How did you these appear? In, it's like you walk in, you black out for an hour, and then you walk out going, I don't know. What I'm just broke, happened. and I've got all these <laughs> comics in my hand. Oh, no, happened. I went through my <laughs> comics this week. There's a picture of Bill Cosby waving at me. You're like. My ass hurts for some reason. <laughs> my ass feels full and my wallet feels empty. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> and I told myself I can't buy any more comics other than Gem or Lady Mechanica yeah, until I finish... The pile sure. that I bought that I haven't read yet. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I've got to because I can't go because I am. I don't have. I, you, that's why I was going to suggest to you. 
you should have them pull the comic for you, so that way you can just go right to the register, go, hi, I'm here for my comics, and yeah. leave. Because what I usually walk in, and I usually kind of stare. I go, okay, what came in this week? And I go, start at the A's, and I go, oh, look, there's a Batman. And then I'll, and I'll, like, I'll, be, I'll grab, definitely grab Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll grab a Spider-Man. But then I'm like, as my second pass back, I'm going, oh, I missed this Punisher. Like, you know, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, oh, look, it's the number one of God Amongs Us, you know, or something, something yeah. bizarre. And I'm like, oh, this one's kind of, and next thing you know, it's like, yeah, it's $50. I'm going, what? <sighs> And that's why they're saying, you like... You take kidneys! <laughs> <laughs> go, get, go get the scalpel. Harry, <laughs> just hook me up to the blood machine. <laughs> I'll definitely trade Sean, you're, you're running out of blood. You can't buy any more. <laughs> you have any vampire comics? Because <laughs> I'm feeling the theme here. <laughs> But that's that's why they're saying, like, it is definitely becoming... Or, or not even becoming, it is more of an adult medium now number one the um you know the the content of some of them is very adult themed sure um but like i i bought actually it's not a comic book it's a a a full like coffee table book of comics that were written based on the songs of tori amos and some of that i'm sitting there reading through it going this is definitely not kids material (laughs) like what an odd subject. You know what? You know what made me grab it was it was the book's called Comic Book Tattoo, ah. and I was like, "Oh, this oh, is interesting." It's got comic book and tattoo in it. Two things I'm familiar with. That's that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, "Let me grab this," and I'm looking through, and I, I realized it was some kind of anthology, and I was looking. Going, and she leaving like <laughs> I think they had that thought. The book was a little beat up. It must have been like something that somebody okay. had sold back to well, them. I would kind of put a yeah. comparison. If it's focusing on the works of Tori Amos, mm-hmm. how long has she been not in the limelight? Oh, this book was from 2008. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was from 2008. Yeah, it's probably, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And actually, Neil Gaiman wrote the um, the intro. The intro. Oh, yeah. so yeah, like, oh, well, I like tattoos. Here's some Tori Amos song. Neil Gaiman, I like some of This book speaks to me. Yeah, and everyone's going. That book's like ten years old. <laughs> yeah, actually, and that and the fact that it was a bit beat up. The guy gave me like a five dollar discount off of it. So, but yeah, but but that's he the, probably that's bought the, it for a buck and a half. Probably sold it to you for like twenty bucks. A, a buck and a half. Yeah. After you I wish twenty bucks. Probably, it was thirty one. Probably got it one of those rummage sales. <laughs> it was in the free box. <laughs> I'll take the whole box for two dollars. All right, all right, here you go. Such a fucking Ooh, that's sucker. Thing. That's why I like. If I Such go a in, sucker. It's like, okay, well, what character do I like? Like, I like the Justice League line, mm. but I so far off. I don't want to buy three dollars. It's like uh, two ninety nine an issue now. Yeah. Like I can't go back and buy like ten issues. I have to wait for the next volume of the graphic, graphic novel. The graphic novels novel, where yeah. they push it all together, and it's like. Oh well, first it gotta come out in hardback. So here's twenty five dollars. I'm going. I don't want to pay twenty five dollars for ten issues, right? You know. <laughs> now I just I actually just took a look because I know a lot of comics have subscriptions. Um, you know, yeah. Gemda, and they they'll have special variant covers for subscribers. So with comics being so expensive these days, it, I'm wondering if kids would, um, you know, would they get subscriptions or would they prefer to go to a comic book shop or well, or is it one of those things where well, see, like maybe the, some well, like the one medium you're not you're overlooking is the digital medium 
Oh yeah, with like comicsology and yeah, like I think like um, there is uh, that secondary market where you can buy instead of having a big long box of comics, mm-hmm. you just go swipe, 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 swipe. You can you can yeah. digitally subscribe to those. Yeah, I um, think they're a bit cheap. Well, some of them are. Some are a little cheaper. Like I do know that um, they did. They're doing like Batman Beyond yeah. and Justice League three thousand. They were digital comics, and what they would do is like, once they get done an arc. They put it into a comic book form. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you're kind of like they were doing that with Smallville for a while. It's like, hey, Smallville season eleven, and I was like, oh, Smallville season eleven, this will be great. And I started buying it, and it's like, well, you have to wait like a month or two because mm-hmm. you have to get like two or three of the, you know, like the, the digital versions mm-hmm. to put together to the print version. Because some people still prefer the the feel of a comic. Yeah. Book, you know, where some people are going, no, oh, I can still in the shitter and swipe, 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 swipe. You know, or take screen grabs for backgrounds and stuff like that. You know, to me, like comic books is that is in that realm of like you never know who the audience. The book never plays towards the right audience mm-hmm. because here you are talking about how adult, how it's a more adult medium. Yeah. But yet someone will bitch about how a comic book character is drawn. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be for the kids, and it's like, well, where do you? Where's the happy medium? Like it's like okay, well. You want us to be diverse, but yet our core audience is the adults. So we should be able to have adult content somewhat, push, yeah. push the envelope a little. But then, then you, when we do that, you then turn around and then yell at us for not pertaining to the kids because a kid, we will take a kid to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and then when they buy a Rocket Raccoon comic book, he's swearing up a storm and yeah. murdering a bunch of people. And you're going, Which, believe me, if if that movie wasn't PG thirteen, he would have been swearing up a storm. Yeah, like look at the Deadpool. that was basically a Philadelphia raccoon. Well, the, the one, the one, the Deadpool movie that comes out in February. Yeah, that's rated that's R. It's going to be rated R. Yeah, and the comic book does push like it's a really heavy PG thirteen, but you've got to go R. Yeah. So you're not going to take your kids to see that movie, but Deadpool's popular enough that kids will buy the comic book. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, well, who's this playing for? Like. Yeah. I always, I always thought like comic books because if you go to a comic book shop, what do you see? You see A to Z. That's right. it. So you get like you know Archie to you know X Z top whatever. Yeah. Well, some and 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 in between, so you get every medium. So when the kid is going through and he sees a Spider Man, you know, and and yeah. and then, and then yeah. you know next to it would be like Shield or whatever, you know, and then some adult comic would be next to it because it's an S comic Secret book. Secret Service, right? Going, which was the basis for Kingsman. Yeah. So it's a, it's stuff like that. Like I think it should be like when you go to like a Best Buy and it's like different like action. Yeah. I think make one like a kids rack. Well, you I know, actually, or, and I actually you know, would prefer that. as somebody is... who doesn't have a good basis in comics, that would make it easier for me to find stuff that I like. Well, at Brave New Worlds up in Willow Grove, mm. they actually do have like they have their 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 week to week comics. Yeah, but then by the front there is I'm gonna say the kids section. Okay. Which is, but to me, the kids set their kids section is like, hey, look, it's Archie Comics, yeah, yeah. and it's like here or, or well, I mean, I just, I think they should expand more. I, I mean, agree. like like I think Marvel like should have, have like a kid Spider Man and an adult Spider Man. Actually, right. I I went to a new comic shop um, this Thanks, past Spider-Man. week called Showcase Comics. It's in uh, Swarthmore, I think it is. Um, it's it's like off the beaten path, but it's huge, and it's really well laid out. Um, and they have gaming supplies there too. Supplies? And I walked in. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Every time you hear the word "surprise," I always think of UHF, 
where there's a supply closet <laughs> and then he opens up and the Asian guy jumps out and goes, Surprise! <laughs> Every time in my head. Just or no, when I read it when I read it, when I hear it and you're around me, know that at that moment I had an Asian guy pop out of the closet <laughs> in my head going, Surprise! Go ahead, I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> You just ruined that word for me. <laughs> anyway, so we went to this comic book shop today because they, they used to be in Granite Run Mall and they just recently moved there. So we said, fuck it. Let's yeah, go they, they check it to. out. It's not. Boom! Yeah. In a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> After Kevin Smith yeah. films his movie. Then it goes boom. Um, but anyway, so we went over and it's really well laid out. They had a whole kid section by the front. And in there was um, a, a kid's version of a Star Wars comic. And it was like, uh, it was Return of the Jedi School or something. Like, it was <laughs> Darth and Obi-Wan, like, everybody in school. And it was like, there was one, like, it was really cute. It's like peanuts. It's all cosplay. <laughs> kind of. And it was like. Charlie Brown's Darth Vader. <laughs> it was Lucy's really cute. Princess all Leia. I got was the dark side. <laughs> but they had one that was like. About bullying and stuff like that. I was like, that's actually really cute. And they had, like, My Little Pony and stuff. But they had a whole separate... And they had the My Little Pony comics in with all the other comics, too. Yeah. And I think they have it broken out. DC versus Marvel versus, like, the Independents. Right. Um, But, yeah. It, and the kids section was a good size. Like, they they yeah. had, like, probably, like, five racks of kids, wow. kids stuff. Right. The problem is, it's like, they... We, Again, it's because they comic books need to make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they try to make the comic book to their audience, but then you're also kind of stuck in going, like I said, you're you're in that kind of circle where it's like, I'm going to take my kid, now my kid's interested in Spider-Man, so now I'm going to buy the Spider-Man books. And it's like, well, why is now Miles Morales now is now Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, explain to me why am I looking at a black guy as Spider-Man, but yet a white man. So you have to go explain that history. Yeah. And you're just like... I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why it's hard for for com- the comic book industry to create a new character because you need to find a way to sell it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I just read an, um, that Scott they, they introduced a new Ant Man in the universe. Okay, but he, I think he's a black gay male, which is great and all. But now everyone's kind of scratching their head, going, "What about Scott Lang? You just introduced him to, to the movies. Yeah, why are you now taking him away?" It's it's that it's like well, now I'm not going to buy it because it's not Scott Lang. Yeah, and I do think they're I do think that the comic book industry is smart enough to go, we're going to give you a guy, completely new, and it's going to be like you know what he's going to be different than the last guy, right? And eventually, in about a year or two, when his sales drop, we'll kill him off, and we'll bring back the guy you all know. I mean, because they do that all the time. Like, yeah, like um. You know, the Batman v Superman. Like, okay, you're going to introduce, like, you're introducing, or Suicide Squad, you're introducing some characters that aren't in comic books, or Green Lantern. Hal Jordan has not been Hal Jordan in a couple of years. Yeah. Like, well, and during that time when the movie was made, it was, it was John Stewart. So when you buy a comic book, they're going, well, I don't want to watch this movie because it's not my, it's not my Green Lantern. What the hell? And right. then Gotham is another good example. Fish yes. Mooney was created just for the show. Right. You know, and now you'll probably find her maybe make a way into a comic book. Yeah. Like they did with Chloe Sullivan from Smallville. She was such a popular character on TV that they put her into a comic book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, all right, well, they'll do whatever they do to, make, to help sell copies. But sooner or later, it's just like, oh, well, that's just, it's, it's like, how do you create a new character that can be able to be sold 
to bring in the millions of dollars that now Iron Man's bringing in or Spider Man's bringing in. Right. It, you can't. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna change that person who's in that suit, and then you get people going. That sucks. You that blows. Like I don't now. I'm not buying the comic anymore because you ruined my childhood. Right. It's like no. They're trying to keep the Spider Man brand alive or whatever superhero you're into or the X Men. Right. Like they can't. They're not making any more X Men. Like I mean, well, they're not making any new characters right now. Characters. Right. That's why they they were like, let's go back to '92. Yeah. Because everyone loved that comic. We still and everyone knows all those characters, so we can still kind of generate an income on that. But you're not going to have a new X Men now. They're all Inhumans or or enhanced. Yeah. Because it works with the big plan of Disney's and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, right. You can't go. Oh, that person's immune because the moment you mention the M word, so 20th Century Fox goes. That's now ours. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, we own that. We own that because it's a mutant. We own an X Men. We own yeah. all the X Men. So Disney slash Marvel slash ABC, whoever, is going to go, what do we got that can we uh, enhance? Like, like the Inhumans. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds good. So you'll see more Inhumans popping up now until Disney can get the rights back from, yeah. you know, Fox, right. from Fox. And then they'll be like, oh, an uh, X-Men explosion. Right. And everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, this is great. And then sooner or later, they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? We're going to get rid of these, these mutants again. Probably like him. Tough. Yeah. You know, give us a year, we'll bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> the funny, the or funny, interesting, whatever thing, um, with the Gem and the Holograms comic, you know, we're four issues in, the fifth issue hopefully will be coming out soon, and a lot of the criticism that I've been reading, and it's not, it's not negative criticism, a lot of people like the fact that they rebooted it, they modernized it, but they kept sort of that core, um, like the, the core story, and they were able, they or they have been able to over the last four issues, able to successfully update the characters and change their body types, change their, um, you know, change their fashion, change you know the technology mm-hmm. and how they they do things, but still keep that sort of core message, you know, of Gem and the Holograms, and they've done it really well. Any negative criticism I've been reading about Gemini Holograms is about the movie. Right. So, which, can't get into that. Yeah, but now I'm kind of curious, like, like, because comic books have, like, what they're known to do is now that, because they might, if you're a huge fan of the comic book, they'll change some of the characters to suit Right, you know, yeah. like like when they relaunched. The you mean you mean they'll change the characters in the movie? And, you know, in to, the or comic book. No, if they do that, I will riot. Because that's how it happened with the new Fifty Two when they redesigned Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. One of the things was the, the no underwear thing, mm-hmm. and that's because they were working with. They were going Scottish. Well, no, they were working actually with <laughs> Men full <of> Steel. regimental. <laughs> it was the people at Men. The people they were making Men of Steel. They were like, this is what the look is going to be. I'm just imagining Batman in a kilt now. I'm sorry. He's, he's probably been in one. You know, <laughs> totally derailed me there. It's one of those things where it's just like, hey, you know what? Because this is what we're going through in the visual medium, you need to now put that into the comic book to help, you know, to mesh it all together. Yeah. And that's the reason why Batman doesn't have underwear either. You know, on, on the, yeah. the, it was usually the black trunks. Yeah. yeah. Gray, black and gray, which is, or black and blue. Or yeah. Gray and blue. So, like, yeah, they kind of redesigned that whole look to suit the movie. Right. You know, and, of course, people bitched about it. And then, you know, the, the new Wonder Woman look with the pants on underneath her skirt. Right. The gauntlets. Like, I'm okay with everything, but the, 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 those gauntlets suck. 
Because she's got the like, okay, you got all this, but then there's a big, big huge blade pointing at him. I'm going, that is that is that, horrible. It's good for back scratching, though. Like that's she she dating Wolverine. Like, <laughs> what's I um, hope that they can't do that though with with Jim. That no, <laughs> I will stop fucking buying the comic if they pull that shit. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, you know they're saying that comics are good for kids. They are good literature for them. Unfortunately, kids are being priced out of the medium. Yeah, that's, well, I mean that's, that's the thing though. I mean, who's buying the comics? That's I mean, if you go to a store, if you watch, if you sit in a comic book shop long enough, you watch people come in. The adults come in and the kids grab what they want, mm-hmm. and then they go, "Is this right? You what you want? Like you can only get one issue right. or two issues or yeah. whatever, and that's it." So like, I want Spider Man, I want Iron Man. So they pick up that comic, mm-hmm. but it's just like, is that like what you're reading? Like, like you know, like like I right. don't know how involved is a parent now at this point because he's just going to pick up a three dollar, four dollar comic book for well, his that's kid. The why they're only getting one is because it's going to cost it's four dollars. It's going to be four dollars out of their pocket that their kid's going to bring home, maybe read once or twice. And then throw it away, right? Because it's going to get colored in, it's going to yeah. get drooled on. It, you know, the dog's going to step all over. It's it. like, like okay, well, this week it's it's Spider Man. Next week it'll be an Iron Man. Yeah, and the kids like consistency. If you're buying Spider Man number one, you need to get Spider Man number two. It's not like one of us walking into a comic book shop and being like, you know what, they got issues one through five. I'll just get all of them. Right, right. <laughs> and like some of the comic shops will will bag and board them for you too. So yeah. you know, yeah, that's you know, I mean. Yeah, you gotta you gotta shoot for your market and the average you know the average person the average twelve year old yeah they're yeah. not gonna care the average twelve year old you're gonna feed that you know that's where the skimpy outfits come for both men and women yeah. you know and you're kind of going all right and I guess that's that's where the the technology comes in too with apps like Comixology yeah. you know because whether or not kids have the the wherewithal to go to a comic book shop. Yeah, they, you know, might, they might not have access to one. Yeah, like when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed to go to the Roosevelt Mall because the one that my uncle took me to was right across the street yeah. from the, where the, the big, huge um, one is. Yeah, mattress, some where more. the mattress stores. Yeah, Comics some more. Yeah. yeah, I love that place. Yeah, that's where my uncle used to take me. That was one of the places I went to. I wasn't allowed to go there by myself until I was like fifteen. But by then, like that comic book store was long gone. Yeah, you know. And even if I had, you know, and at that point, I had sort of missed the. Um, Missed the window for really sticking with it because I didn't have money. That was the other thing. I didn't have um, like a regular paying gig. I was a, I was a kid. I didn't get an allowance, you know. And usually the money that I got was doing odd jobs, babysitting, cleaning somebody's house. So it was like sporadic. There right. was no way for me to, you know, dollar fifty two dollars whatever, on a consistent basis go and pick up the comics right. that I might have liked. It's only fairly recently that I've mm-hmm. been able to do that, you know, and I'm 33 now. So, yeah. So there you go. Going downhill now? All downhill. <laughs> I am fucked. All right. So any final words so we can get the releases of the week? Nope. Not for me. Nope. All right. Let's get the releases of the week then. All right. What do we got coming out this week? Oh, yeah. speaking of, I yeah. picked up the X-Men Rogue Edition. This did week. you? Yes. What did, was it at Best Buy? Um, I didn't bother because I had a $13 credit, so I went to Movie Stop. Only one to walk him out, paying eight bucks for it. What? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so yeah, that's. So the story was was that when he came over, he saw I was sitting on my table, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot that was coming out this week." And I was like, "Oh yeah, you know." And uh, I said, "The thing was, though, was I almost forgot too. It was a Tuesday. My car had problems again, and I went after I got my car picked up on Tuesday. I went over at home, and then I'm like, "Oh my god, it's Tuesday. I got to go to get the movie." 
there was only one copy sitting wow. in the hall of Best Buy. I went to Best Buy today, um, and there was plenty. There's more yeah, now. There's more now. Now you can go get them, kids. <laughs> there you go. So get them. I, I started watching the, 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 the one-hour the new special feature that stuff. Nice for yeah, and I'm like, all right. I want to fall asleep because it was like three in the morning when I started it, but it was interesting. It was informative, and I was like, all right, you know, I, I, I'll probably eventually get around to watching the road cut at some point. Well, if you come over, we'll watch it. You know. Right. Well, I'm also. Oh shit! I left it in the car. Fuck! I got something to man. You know, actually, <laughs> that was random. Well, yeah. no, 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 because you know why? Because I wanted to bring it in to show you guys, and I completely left it in the car. When we were doing the podcast, way back when it was still at two big production studios, yeah. I mentioned me doing a Kickstarter program, uh, putting towards a Kickstarter um, program uh-huh. about the guy, Anthony Missiano, the guy who does Harley's Joker. Yeah. He was going to be the Joker in a fan film. Yeah. And I put some cash to it. Yeah. And I got the DVD yesterday. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, I, but the thing is, here's the weird part. Is I completely forgot about it. Because when they released, because I think I spent up to, but no more than a hundred bucks, I think, mm-hmm. I got the digital versions when they, when they released it. Mm-hmm. So I have it on my computer in digital vo- format. I just never got around to watching it. And I was like, eh, you know what? One day, maybe I'll sit in front of my computer and watch it, you know, and whatnot. Yeah. So then I come downstairs yesterday, and there is a manila envelope with my name on it and a bad symbol. I'm going... At first, I thought... He well, found you. Well, I'm, like, I'm recruited. I'm like... Put his hands on his hips. Finally. I'm going to be the good Robin. Like, you know, I'm not going to be the one I'm going to be dead. All my gaming has paid off. Finally. I think, I think, I think Batman will kill you off in the first 20 minutes. Like, hey, why are we doing that, Bruce? I mean, Batman. <laughs> I was now too busy going, when we going after Harley. <laughs> just leave me alone with her for like 10 15 minutes that's all i need <laughs> but uh, at first i thought it was because i pre i also ordered the uh death of superman lives what happened that oh, yeah country. i've been waiting for it to come out i got i got that as a digital copy a couple days ago because they're late on dis- dispensing them yeah so they gave everybody who ordered one a free digital version of it oh, nice. yeah. so i'm like well that's kind of nice yeah you know? so i downloaded it and i started just to test make sure that it worked. And it's supposed to be hopefully coming at some time this week. So I thought that, that was, was the it, package. Yeah. I'm going, why would they put a Batman symbol on it, though? So I open it up, and I'm like, holy crap, it's here. <laughs> and not only that, but I guess the amount of money that I paid for, like I said, it was up to but no more than 100 bucks, came with a, a, like a tag stock of the guy playing Batman and Anthony Misciano yeah. you know, as the Joker. You know, in one of those like in one of those classic Batman grabbing the lapel, and it had them both autographed it. Nice. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, completely. And the DVD comes with all three episodes, like a making of, a blooper reel. I'm like, I'm so happy he cried. This shit, then like, this shit looks professional. Yeah. And when you open up the case, the DVD, DVD, the DVD, not Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, is the the poster that they had, which was kind of looked like, depending on. How your eyes adjusted it either looked like Batman with his his wings open or the Joker's smile. It's yeah. a very like Rorschach kind oh, of picture, yeah. and you know it's the tagline is like "You see what you want to see" kind of thing. Oh. And I'm like, I always love that picture. I'm like, this, this is awesome. I was like, and I brought it to show, kind of like, look what I got. So maybe like in second break, I'll just bring it up. Just, you know, cause <laughs> it's, it's hot out. I don't want it to melt. <laughs> But anyway, I'm sorry. But what's coming out this week on Blu-ray and DVD? 
Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mysteries coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. Um, nope. I love Scooby-Doo. I love Scooby-Doo. I love Kiss. Not really sure the two of them work together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Scooby-Doo can do that cool thing when he has the, the pie in his face mm-hmm. where he can flick it all off with one big swipe of his tongue. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Gene can do the same thing. So are they going to have a They'll lick, do it together. Lick, have uh, a lick, lick off contest? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Madhouse, the classic Vincent Price film. Okay. With Peter Cushing. All right. You're going to f- probably find a lot of Peter Cushing? Yes, Peter yeah. Cushing. All right. Uh, it's a Madhouse! House of a Thousand Dolls is also coming out on Blu-ray. Another another uh, Vincent Price uh, film. Isn't it a couple weeks ago they had a whole big Vincent Price collection? That's mm-hmm. right. So these so are now, individuals. Now, it's, now it's the, they're picking them out going... Okay, no one bought that one, but if we put them individually, let people buy the ones they like. <laughs> All right. What uh, else? Wild Horses is coming out this week, kids. Wild Horses. What's that? Oh. It has Robert Duvall, James Franco, and Josh Hartnett. Wow. It's a direct DVD. I got to be honest, this is a light week for movies. That is yeah. correct. You're, I'm, wow. I'm really, really stretching on this one, kids. So if you're going, what? That's exactly it. Wow. <laughs> so it is a light week. Black Sabbath is coming out on Blu-ray and Hold DVD, on. and you're like, no, it's not the Black Sabbath you're thinking of. I gotta be honest, I, in my head I read it as Boris Karloff in Black Sabbath. <laughs> all, I had, all I had were visions of Boris Karloff standing there singing crazy chant. He's dressed as the Frankenstein monster. He's walking around. <laughs> Uh, the Total Recall, Total Recall 2070, uh, two ba- two pack set. What? Two pack set. What's the? I never. The Total Recall, the original Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Oh, okay. And then there was a Total Recall 2070, which was a sequel to that film. Wow. So that's coming out in the two set. I don't think it's the only way you can really see 2070 at this point. I think we have a conversation in the past with uh, our friend of the show, Dave Sipon, about the 2070. He talked about. It, he says it's hard to find. So. Oh, there you now, go. now you can get it. There you go. There you, you go. can buy it. There you go. <laughs> okay. Sharknado Feeding Frenzies coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. I was just looking at that. <laughs> that actually I might want to watch. It's the story behind the story behind the phenomenon. That's right. And I think it's Sharknado Three is coming out this week. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, what's it? It's Sharknado Three. Oh hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. What else you got? Robot Chicken Season 7 is coming out. All right. And Wrecking Crew. Which I don't know why. I came in like a wrecking crew. Why did I put Wrecking Crew on there? There's a reason. No, it's okay. Oh, Wrecking Crew is a documentary uh, about a band that through the 60s, you've heard them. They were backups for uh, Sonny and Cher, Elvis, uh, the Monkees. Uh, uh, the Beach Boys, Frank Sinatra, Nancy Sinatra. So if if you wonder who that band was that always played when they were singing their Okay, concert. so they were kind of like a Sessions band that exactly. would play yeah. behind them? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's a documentary based on that. I thought that was interesting. Okay. Uh, NCIS, you watch that show, right? I love that show. Who's your favorite character? Abby. Okay, well, <laughs> glad you said that because NCIS, the best of Abby is coming out. I would get that. I, I love Abby. I, uh, yeah, I mean, like, okay, sidebar, first of all, 
spinoff show. Yeah. Spinoff from Jag, right. believe it or not. I did not know that. And then... Because um, I hate it, Jag. <laughs> yeah, it's, I never watched that show. Never watched it. But my uncle, this is one of my uncle's favorite shows. Mm. And my, my dad watched it, and then I watched it. Now, obviously... Abby is so my type of girl. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to imagine that, you know, she's actually a blonde. She only has a couple of those tattoos. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's Wait, amazing. Wait, pa- Polly Perrette? Yeah. Yeah. Is a blonde? Yeah. Yeah. No way. Uh-huh. I have a funny story about this. <laughs> friend of mine uh, who I worked with at Lush moved to L.A. Okay. Not sure why she moved to L.A. She just, she announced like at the end of our, our run as holiday workers at Lush that she was moving out to California. And she um, is working, you know, doing different events and stuff like that. Well, she did a red carpet event. Um, I don't know what she was doing. Like, she was working there, but I don't know what her position was. Um, but Polly Perrette came up to her and told her that she was absolutely adorable. And then Sarah Silverman agreed with her. That's and nice. she posted on Facebook and she's like, I can die a happy woman now. All right. And I was a little bit jealous that Polly Perrette told her that she was adorable. Yeah, she uh, to also, me, too, um, believe it or not, yeah. aged pretty graciously because she's in her 40s. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's, uh, yeah, believe it or not, she's also in her own rock band. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an, I'm an Abby stalker. Yeah, when, apparently, I first, yeah. when I first was like, also, he framed his restraining order. <laughs> also, because since I don't watch, I don't watch the show when it's playing on, on TV. Yeah. I actually get the seasons on DVD. Right. So I'm already, I mean, I'm, this is the first time they did like a best of of anybody. Yeah. Cause usually it's just, Hey, here's season 11. So yeah. I have all 11 seasons and the behind the scenes feature stuff's really good. And like I listen to the audio commentaries because her and um, the guy who plays oh I, it's 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 uh, Dinozo mm. oh Michael Weatherly yes the two of them are hysterical like they're they really are like brother and sister almost mm-hmm. now at this point so when they do audio commentaries it's most of them just joking with each other and completely she is forty six years old yes fuck man I want to look that good yeah so <laughs> it's like it, it's it's she's a writer yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like, another stalker like, now. I'm, I'm chopping. That would start Abby. Uh, I we call it. You got to start it. We can start home home fan <laughs> The Abby Shudo stalker page. <laughs> I'm actually. I'm going to go look for her book now. Continue. All right. And so, I think she also went to school. She actually has a background in forensics too. I believe she did do some. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Okay. Best of Abby. All right. I would buy that. Any kind of details on like how many episodes? Like, I don't Does know. not say there. I I, I try to look up and down, left and right for this to to get more information I mean, for there, is, but There was a couple of of Abby arcs, right. you know, in the show over the years. So all right, you know what? If you're going to start off with anybody to do a best of, yep, that's set, her. It's her. You know, I mean, obviously they're taking a page out of uh, Star Trek, going. Hey, next time we're going to be the fan favorite Abby episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do a whole new interview where it's like, we'll have her intro every episode going, Hi, I'm glad you guys like this one. Here's my fond memory of this episode. And la, 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 now enjoy the show. <laughs> she has a freaking bakery? Uh, boy, not that wrong hole. Uh-oh. All right, what else you got there? That is it. All I have for it. So if there's any honorable mentions. Uh, you know what? There is one and only because of the name. Kung Fu and Titties. I, I, was like, <laughs> I, was, I saw that. I, I kind of wanted to put it on there, but I'm like, nah. If you didn't say it, I was going to. Kung Fu and Titties, starring everyone's favorite, um, Bronson Pico. Anybody ever wanted to what really? happened to him? Yes. 
If anyone's ever wondered what happened to Nobody him. Nobody has ever wondered what happened to him. <laughs> Cousin Balky. Cousin Balky, also the uh, sage from Beverly Hills Cop. That's right. <laughs> I liked him as the assistant like guy in the... Um, uh, shit, what was that movie? Uh, okay, well, see now, here's the thing. is, here's Hold the, on, I'm Googling. Editorial review. Richard Titties is an out-of-shape martial arts wannabe is shot into an alternate dimension after his girlfriend Cynthia is kidnapped. Her captors are a group of titty-obsessed madmen led by Zephros, the master of the supernatural realm. Zephros kidnaps women for the sole purpose of seeing their titties. <laughs> Richard joins up with his sister, Rain Brown, a, um, a gorilla, and a gaggle of other strange characters in order to save his girlfriend. He must search inside, overcome his futile martial arts skills, and find the kung fu fighter within if he is to save himself, and all that dwell in this internal, in alternate world. You know what? I'm looking at his uh, wiki page. He has been working pretty consistently. Yeah, like, he's a background character, right? Yeah, now but at this he, point. He's but got, he's been working. Like he was uh, he's in the. the, guy, the he's the guy that throws you out of the movie. He's yeah. the guy going. You're watching, going. Oh my god, it's Balky. He's <laughs> 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 aged pretty well, though. <sighs> he's 56. 56. Yeah, 56. I, I, I I'm half tempted to. To buy this, rent it, red box it, yeah, kung fu. I, I guarantee you, this is one of those kind of movies where I guarantee you there'll be a montage of kung fu fighting playing in the background. Yeah, everybody was kung fu fight, or they'll make up a, a new a new song that kung fu and titties, titties, kung fu and titties, titties. <laughs> he is also in an episode of uh, Ray Donovan, that new. Um, I think it's, yeah, yeah, it's not um, FX. Showtime? No, it's Showtime. Yeah. Um, he was also he's also in Mysteries of Laura. He plays head chef J T Thompson. Uh, I mean, Mystery of the Frozen. I've seen him here and there, but he's always be Banky. Well, I Balky. Balky. I never Banky. Banky. Uh, actually um, Jason Lee's Balky. character. Balky. I, I gotta be honest. Never watched that show. Never watched Perfect Strangers. Really, I did. Can I? I, I mean, was a kid. Was always be, I mean, I knew his face because I've seen the commercials. But always be Sage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was also in Truman Rants too. That's that classic that's film. That's right. Yeah, he that's right. Because he was he was um, the producer. Yeah, he was assistant producer. Yes, and he got caught in a drug deal. And, right, uh, and that's how he got all hooked up. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. What else? Uh, that was I gotta be fun. honest. There's not. It is kind of a light light. Yeah, week. I'm not seeing anything. Nothing's really jumping out. All right, let's get the let's get the video games. Video games. Uh Oh. I gotta be honest. I don't think anything's really big coming up. No. Well, F1 uh, Formula 1 by Namco Bankai for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC is coming out. Okay. Uh, Wolfenstein The Old Blood by oh, Bethesda for the PS4 and Xbox One and PC download. Uh, there's a Zombie Army Trilogy by Sold Out That's for the PS4 the and Xbox One. And finally, <laughs> One uh, Chibaraba Z2 Chaos <laughs> Banana Split Edition by Xseed for the PS4. <laughs> Does it seem really bananas? But it does. It does. It says it right there. Okay. The only game that's in that to me is on that worth that list is the um, Army Zombie Trilogy. The Army Zombie Trilogy. Yeah, or Zombie okay. Army Trilogy, because that's the one by the guys who it looked really, really good. I played you the video of it. Yeah. Where the guys like in, this, in, in a world of alternate reality kind of thing. But the world goes crazy. Um. Yeah. All right. That would probably be my. My pick of the week. My pick of the week. But you have a review on a game, don't you? I actually... Look, I'll give you my, my review on Godzilla from what yeah. I heard. It's crap. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I was kind of disappointed because I was just thinking about getting it. Yeah. But I heard the controls of the game, you, you kind of, Godzilla plays more like a tank movement than he does like a monster. Oh. Like in order to make him turn to the left, you actually have to hold one button down. He kind of moves, like, they, they did it to kind of make you feel like he, Exactly. See, see him turn like a 180 degree. Yeah, that's kind of like, That's kind of like it's supposed to kind of, you know. <laughs> he just he marches of, in place as he turns 180 degrees yeah. and then moves forward. It, it's from what I understand, it's like they couldn't understand like whether you were trying to make a a fighting game right. or a monster game because they couldn't mesh the two for some reason. With you that. were hoping it was going to be like a rampage. I, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Because it, they, they painted it, the storyline is, is that after like 60 years of being asleep, Godzilla's lost his power because we've harnessed, people have harnessed his powers. Yeah. So you have to go get them back, which is such a lame trope for any video game. Yeah. But then you need to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. And then during the course of the game, I guess the more powerful you get, you waken up, come to the classic monsters. And that's why Mothra's in it. And Godzilla 2000's in it. Mechagodzilla's in it. So it's it's got all the classic Godzilla monsters in it, and you're like, I want to play this game because at some point you have to go fight these guys. And I'm like, I am so in. And it even had like, if you pre-order now, you get to unlock the 2014 Godzilla skin. I'm going, oh my god, this is great! Like, and then I heard that the play is like, okay, well if you want to turn to the left, you actually have to hold like the left button down, and and he kind of moves real slow because he's supposed to be huge, and the graphics are kind of blocky as far as like. The building's going. I'm like, well, I hate that. Well, it's kind of more, <laughs> like in, in, in my. I was like, my my. They've been working on it for 35 yeah, years. My thought behind it was like, if you are sorry, like, 2600, probably got the first take on it. Well, like, well, I said my <laughs> argument probably is their their rationale. And again, this is stretching. If you were, let's say, 100 stories up on a roof of a 100 story building, and you were looking down, most of the stuff would look like blocks. Yeah. Like, Understood, but right, but, but at the same time, like not for a video game. Yeah, and I I get the the idea of okay, he's huge. He's not going to move. He's it, not going to be fucking sprinting he's across not Tokyo. The agile type, which I get that. But like, if if you know, and I I I'm not a gamer, but if I'm playing a game like that, I would expect that like if I want him to be able to you know say make a graceful turn, you know, I don't want to yeah. just. You know, right, I mean, left, it, straight. Yeah, he's like he's apparently pretty blocky to move. All right. And I'm like, oh, that sucks because I was really hoping that the game would be good. Yeah. And I forgot. I didn't know that it was coming out this past week because to me, for some reason, in my head, I had Godzilla being a, like a fall release, mm-hmm. like Octoberish, September, October. And I was like, oh, I missed out. Like, oh well. And I was like, oh, but I got paid. Let me go buy it. And then I asked somebody about it, and they're like, yeah, it hurt sucks. I'm like, ah, oh. like the little kid in me just was like. Oh man! <laughs> and I did have an idea for though for a great fighting game. Yeah. Where you got, um, and again, I'm thinking it's been done before, but you get you get to compete with Mortal Kombat because Mortal Kombat has Freddy in the game, Jason yeah. in the game, right? Uh, Predator. What they need to do is start getting those horror icon figures and put them all into their own fighting game. Like you'll have like um like a classic universal studios kind of deal well more so just horror across board like have like Hannibal Lecter in a you know fighting and like his in finish- a cage match against well in his in his finishing move, his finishing move is ripping you open and eating your liver while he pulls out a nice Chianti you know <laughs> have J- Jason you know doing one of his fi- finishing kind of moves yeah. and have Chucky 
you know, and have the, <laughs> have the bride, you know, the bride from Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Even throw in Regan from, um, we call it The Exorcist. Ah. Like, get some of these iconic maniac cop, Michael Myers, the Predator, the Alien. That would be cool. You know, get them on a big, you know, big, huge, giant fight, like, like Mortal Kombat style realm. Yeah. And just have each other tear each other apart. I, I'm like, I'd buy that game. Like, you know, if, if it was done by the people who did Mortal Kombat and God Justice, God's Among Us, yeah, I, I would buy that game. But the game I did pick up though was Rory McElroy's PGA Golf Tour. <laughs> you know, you're sitting there going, "But Sean, you've you've, you've played Batman. You've uh, you know, you've, you've played Witch Hunter. You've played I, I, uh, uh, we call it the Witcher. Yeah, I've, I've slayed dragons. I, golf, yeah. like uh, <laughs> like it's so." Uh, it's a great game. I've always liked when it was the Tiger Woods games. Uh, but then when after he had his, his affair and it was all the shit was coming about how he was a, a lying and a cheater. The PGA Golf Tour was like, EA Sports was like, you know what? I don't think you should be on the cover of our game anymore. <laughs> so we'll call it the Masters Edition now. Yeah. You know, and then because Rory McElroy, I think that's his name. I always keep calling him Rory McClory for some reason. <laughs> because it sounds better. Because he's a, 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 a Scottish phenom golf player. Let's throw him on the cover and make the game about him. So, but it, to me, it's it's really good. I mean, like you don't, the graphics are incredible. Mm-hmm. The gameplay is awesome. They actually added this nightclub thing where it's like, well, you're laughing. Yeah. Did you ever play Midnight Pit Putt Putt? Yeah. With all the neon lights yeah. around the thing. Yeah. Imagine that on a huge golf course. <laughs> So and, I'm just I'm picturing another way like it's the like 19th or whatever that it's the club and it's like they meet no. the Icelandic <laughs> model you know <laughs> he's grinding up and his wife calls <laughs> baby I'm sleeping <laughs> I'm on the tour it's been a long day what's that in the background it's the neighbor he's he's playing some loud music oh tiger it's body shots time. This is a, Who's that? I could tell you the part for this hole. <laughs> Three drinks. Honey, <laughs> 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 yeah, I gotta go. Click. <laughs> like, I gotta order the DB. <laughs> so I mean, the gameplay is great. There's um, three different ways, three different styles. <laughs> it's a hole to get in. Yeah. <laughs> three different styles of, of gameplay for like when you for your club action. Mm. You know, <laughs> you know. Sometimes you have to pay a cover charge. Sometimes you don't know. <laughs> Like there's the classic, you know, you pull the joystick back to swing. And yeah. There's the three click, and then there's the 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 professional where it's real touchy on that club. You know, <laughs> um, I play the arcade style where it's like, okay, I pull back and pull forward. You know, that kind of yeah. You know, um, but is it the graphics are incredible? It's a nice day. I don't, I don't know what you're laughing at. But, I was just thinking right. like the, the frustrated edition, and it's just like you hit it, it goes to the tree. You throw your clubs. <laughs> God damn. Actually, you laugh, but they're actually... XBAA throws the claw. Again, there are moments in the game where your character, like your player, if he misses a shot, he'll throw his claw. That's really? Awesome. Yeah, I mean, they really, like I said, you make the joke, but they actually went. If you've ever seen it in a game, they put it in there. All right. Like, there's, like, like of course they try to make it a little bit more animated. Like, if you do a good shot, the guy's done, like, my guy's done the robot. I'm going, I've never once seen, I don't watch golf. Yeah. Let alone play golf in real life, but for something like when you're after a long day of killing people yeah. and being shot at and being you know stalked, maybe just one of the nice, nice little eighteen holes in. That's it. We're at the back end of the fifteen. 
the uh, caddy has given him a wedge for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. He should use a three claw. Don't you agree, Phil? Yes, yes, I do. That's exactly what's like. Let's see what happens. Ooh, it went into the water. Oh, it's a sad break. Ooh, wait. Now the, now he's chasing the caddy around for giving him the way. <laughs> let's see. I have, uh, let's see if I can grab it. To kind of give you an idea. Let's see. <laughs> because what's with the beauty of the PS4 is, yeah. is that you can actually share your, your moments. Your moments. So here is. The night, wow, that's pretty cool. That This is my nightclub moment. <laughs> there. Oh. Hold oh. on, bitch! What? <laughs> Bam! <Yeah. laughs> now he's spinning the club around. around. Like, yeah. All right, all right. But then, oh, there you go, man. There, there was one though. Here it was. Which is like, I posted this one because I had the game for like not even an hour, and I did this shot. Wow, Frank! Without sacrificing integrity or the shot value of the original design. Surely not. Wow, Frank, I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> did not see that coming, Phil. Did I will, you? I will post that on our Facebook page. No, Tony, I did not. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I personally, it's, it's an enjoyable game. But what I liked about it, too, is I didn't know, is that um, there's two modes that you can actually play the, the PGA Tour, mm -hmm. and they'll only highlight the more pressure shots that you have to take. Like, let's say you're like two strokes behind somebody, you're like out of an 18 hole golf course, uh, 18 hole course, you might only play like four or five holes yeah. out of that round, or you can switch to all 18. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's it's, and you can go online and play against other people, get right. ranked. It's like, all right, you know, I'm. It's an enjoyable game. Only thing I miss, and they did it in the past, was. Real-time weather. Okay. That's the only thing that I missed because, it'd be like, oh, if it was raining in Florida, like, right now, and I go log in to play a Florida course, it would be raining on the course. Wow. Like, that's, they used to have that, and then they stopped. I'm like, you have the PS4. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, do the weather updates. Like, I want that. Like, maybe they'll do a patch or, like, a it's an add-on of some sort. Right. But, I mean, I would like that. Get the sure. season pass. Yeah, like, you know, if you're playing in the wintertime and it happens to be, you know, like, at a time when there's snow on the ground, there used to be snow on the course. Okay. Like, obviously, the green would be all clear and off, yeah. but you would see off to the side, hey, look, snow. There's a blizzard, but there he is out yeah. there in the 13. Like, Here, we'll see what happens. Like, <laughs> ooh, the ball goes behind him. Yeah, like, like they would sit there and go, okay, well, the weather. There goes the caddy. If the weather was like, you know, oh, the wind speed was, let's say, 10 miles an hour. The course would have a 10 mile per hour win. Okay. So it would be like, oh my God, this it felt like you were actually doing something. Like, you know, <laughs> like oh yeah, I'm going to take a nice 18 on the you know, Let me get out there. And again, like just having, you know, saved Gotham for the umpteenth time. Yeah. And after killing and slaying monsters, I just want to have a nice relaxing day on the, on the, on the links. <laughs> so, I mean, I, if you've ever played any of the golf games, I always recommend it because it's really, really, that's that's, you know, that's my. Uh, I also uh, did play um, the uh, Batman DLC. Okay, it's fun. I'm playing Batgirl. Yeah. It's kind of quick, so I'm kind of trying to take my time with it. You know, like, hey, look, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna run down a um, in a run down amusement park, mm -hmm. of course, because the Joker and Harley Quinn are. Yeah. But what's nice is they used Harley Quinn's classic look, so she's got the whole jester thing going yeah. going, and Joker's wearing around a big top hat because they're at an amusement park. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, that's that's been my uh, that's been my week in my week in video games. All right. Now next week, I don't know. I don't think nothing's really coming out, so you know, just, I won't have a review on anything unless I you know do something that's super amazing. <laughs> Probably not though. <laughs> I'm still. I am half tempted. Probably not though. I'm half tempted, you know, to actually get my hands on a copy of um, Godzilla just to play it. Because even though I heard it sucks, I still have that that morbid curiosity in me of going, "How bad does it suck? Like, is it like once you know?" It's Uh, come on, do it. Go ahead, buy it. Do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Not buying it. Do it. Do it. I'll borrow it or something. You know, (laughs) because I was thinking about getting it for my nephew, and I'm like, "Well, if if the controls are wonky, eh, I don't really want to get it for him." Because my brother-in-law has been posting videos of (laughs) them two of them kicking the shit out of each other in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, (laughs) so it's like. Hey, look, so what's Bob doing now? Bob and Logan are playing Mortal Kombat, and they're just kicking the crap out of each other. <laughs> Father-son bonding time. <laughs> All right, what do you say we take a break, come back, and get to the nerd news? Sounds awesome. All right, we'll be right back, folks. And we're back. Yeah. And just so you know, the movie was 187. 187. It starred Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. He was, after surviving a brutal attack, instrument used with boarded nails in it by a student teacher Trevor Garfield moves to New York to Los Angeles <laughs> that's, kinda, that's it yeah I'm going to find a better review though but I knew it was Sam Jackson but I, and I knew there was a 1 and a 7 in it kids <laughs> one, eight, seven. one let's see uh, one eight seven two four eight nine six two four zero. Well, actually, the, it's often referred to as a one eight seven is with the California Penal Code that t- defines the crime of murder. Ah. The number is commonly pronou- uh, pronounced by reading the digits separately as one eight seven or one eighty seven rather than one hundred and eighty seven. Uh, the number one eight seven has been used by gangs throughout the United States as a synonym for murder. Uh, this usage usage has been reported as a, a far away as Florida, Wisconsin, and even the United Kingdom and Germany. See? Mm-hmm. Let's see. There's also references. Come on. I can't believe that there's not a, a link about a movie. <laughs> it's just a slang. <coughs> the movie was this hate, kids. No, it wasn't. I told you what it was. I told you what it was. Samuel L. Jackson's and everything, so he put it in his, his own movie. Oh, here you go. Right here. Okay. All right. 187. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, John Hurd. Kelly Rowland and Clifton Collins Jr. It's uh, it was the first top build starring role for Samuel L. Jackson, who plays a Los Angeles teacher caught with gang trouble in an urban high school. The film's name comes from the California Penal Code. The the summary is Trevor Garfield is an African American high school science teacher at the Roosevelt Whitney High School, high school in Brooklyn. Um, Dennis Broadway, a gangster student who he has given the, a failing grade to, threatens to murder him. Writing the number one eight seven on every page of one of Garfield's textbooks. Mm. The administration ignores the threat and Dennis ambushes Garfield in the hallway, stabbing him in the back and side abdominal areas multiple times with a shiv. 15 months after surviving the ordeal, Garfield, now a substitute teacher, has recluded to John Quincy Adam High School in San Fernando Valley area of Los Angeles, but the trouble starts again when he becomes a substitute to a rowdy, unruly class of rejects, including Chicago tag crew by the name of Capping Off Suckers, K-O-S. <laughs> Their leader, Benito, a menacing felon attending high school as a condition of probation, makes it clear to Garfield that there'd be no mutual respect between them, yo. The tension mounts when a fellow teacher, Ellen Henry, confides that Benny has threatened her life 
an action against which administrations and schools refuse to take action. So basically it becomes like he... Uh, schools you know, do nothing. Yeah. When Caesar steals Garfield's family heirloom watch, again, the principal is more concerned, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, you know... Uh, and he kind of... I think it's, it's almost like a little bit of a... Of a Death Wish to kind of vibe to it. Okay, I think he try. I think uh, he kind of talks, not talks, but he kind of plants evidence about a murder on on the kid, and it, ah, it's, it's uh, been a while uh, since okay. I've seen I've seen it. So anyway, uh, okay. anyway, so that there you go. I just uh, redeem myself that I'm not. I can't hear myself in my headphones now. <laughs> you can't hear yourself in your head. Yeah, I can't hear myself in my head. Um, <laughs> So that kind of, you know, like there, I just wanted to redeem myself. Was one, two, seven, was one, eight, seven. <laughs> Everyone's like, no one cares at this point. Especially when it was episode one, four, seven. That's the yeah, I know. They're like, you know what? When you get to one, eighty, seven, then you can bring this up, bring this up, <laughs> which I will now. Just because you said that. Yeah, I know. Got to give what the people ask. <laughs> Got to give what my head tells me to. Got to keep the audience riveted. <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyway that was part two in part three ed brings you nerd news yes make of it what you will <laughs> oh I, I mean that is just mean i, I, I do unintentionally kind of ruin a couple things for him <laughs> but i think it all kind of pays off in the end <laughs> so you just have to it's a shocker kids <laughs> it's a shocker so uh yeah so enjoy that so we'll see you in part three but in the meantime you want to catch, catch the shenanigans live, you can on Sunday nights from about 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. This is your Aquanet Radio and those apps. Don't forget to hit our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a little like. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. And to tell your friends, either go to the About section in our Facebook page or go to wordswithgeekscott.com or iTunes to download their own version of the show. If you want to contact Sean on anything we talked about or just want to contact Sean, you can contact him at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Ed on anything, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. We'll see you in part three. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. It was funny.